And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us. Well, many experts have said the agricultural economy has grown softer in the last six to eight months. Nate Kaufman, Senior Vice President and Omaha Branch Executive with the Kansas City Federal Reserve, says it starts with lower commodity prices. We've seen some declines in commodity prices, notably corn and other major commodities that would have large implications for the middle of the country as well, alongside what I would describe as much higher financing costs. Profits are likely to be thinner this year. But I would argue that the strength of recent years will limit much of the financial stress that we might otherwise have expected to see when you're looking at percentage declines in farm income. While there are always exceptions, Kaufman says many farmers should be in strong enough financial shape to withstand the lower incomes in 2024. I would argue that many producers are still, despite this expected decline in farm income, in a very, very strong financial position. And much of this has to do with storing up working capital during these past couple of years when incomes were very strong. Some of this had to do with government payments going back to 2020 and 2021. We interact a lot with bankers and other lenders. And in some of our conversations with bankers last year, we would have banks tell us that they actually do not have any borrowers on a watch list. And that's not common to have no borrowers on a watch list as a relationship to potential risk. He says weaker incomes in 2025 could make things more challenging across the board in agriculture. Loan repayment rates are just beginning to drop in the KC Feds district. We are starting to see that pull off a little bit. And you can see that it had been weak prior to the pandemic. And then producers were in a very strong position to be able to repay loans during the pandemic and the year that followed because of incomes and government payments. As we look across the types of operations where you're seeing more of that stress, it's not in cattle. For those producers that have the cattle, and I know that's not everyone in inventories are very low. Prices are strong and profits are good. It's the others where we're seeing challenges more in the grain market, specifically in corn and wheat. Interest rates are a significant headwind this year and going into 2025. We maybe haven't seen all of the implications associated with higher interest rates yet. There are some loans that have not yet repriced. So if you're a borrower that has taken on a certain amount of financing at a low interest rate, when that loan comes due or depending on the terms of the loan, you may need to reprice that loan at whatever the going rate is, which could be considerably higher than when you originated that loan a few years ago. So it's a risk worth mentioning because as time goes by and interest rates stay high, that's something that I think will continue to be a risk. That's Nate Kaufman of the Kansas City Fed. While the USDA is taking steps to combat western U.S. wildfires, the agency investing $500 million to expand work on the Forest Service's wildlife crisis strategy. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the goal is to reduce the risk of wildfires for communities, critical infrastructure, and natural resources. In those landscapes, roughly 250 key fire sheds for investment. We fortunately received an historic down payment investment in forest health. The investments include $400 million from the Inflation Reduction Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, funds that will be allocated to ongoing efforts on the 21 designated priority landscapes identified in the strategy. Now, the investments are going to protect a lot of people in several areas of the country. All told, the investments that we've made to date are providing greater security for 550 communities that interface with these forest areas. 1,800 watersheds and 2,500 miles of power lines are better protected and will be better protected as a result of the investments that we have made and will continue to make. Vilsack says the money they've spent to prevent wildfires has already exceeded the goals they set. With these resources, we have, over the course of the last several years, exceeded targets for treatment and hazardous fuel reduction. In fact, we had a record amount of acres treated and a record number of acres involved in prescribed fires. Again, that's Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. 
Well, the annual chickens and eggs report from USDA shows the U.S. December 1 chicken inventory up 1% from a year ago and egg production down slightly. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Barrett Nelson says the report comes as nearly all protein sectors, including beef, pork, and lamb, are forecasted for smaller inventories for 2024 and beyond. And if we take a look at some of USDA census data, it's important to think about this because we have a 6.9% decline in the number of farms. And as we look at this, poultry is the one sector that has some forecasted growth, but it still faces a lot of headwinds like high path avian influenza. Despite the slowdown in HPAI, there were still 11.4 million birds affected in December and a little over 2 million birds in January. Nelson says the report forecasts increased production in 2024. Total table egg production is forecasted to be about 96 billion eggs. Now, this is up 1.4% from 23. So, seeing a little bit of a production increase for the upcoming year. Prices are projected to average $1.83 a dozen. This is actually down about 10 cents. The December 1st chicken inventory, excluding commercial broilers, was 523 million. This is up about 1%. So, there's where we kind of see some of that growth. And Nelson says the report, along with data from the 2022 Census of Agriculture, highlights the importance of the next Farm Bill. The Farm Bill is a safety net that helps remove some of that risk. It keeps our farmers farming and continuing to the next generation. When we are facing the decrease in the number of farms and the increasing average age of a farmer, this safety net is imperative to not just secure food for our nation and world, but to secure an affordable food supply. Keeping our farmers farming ultimately results in better prices for our consumers at the grocery store. That's American Farm Bureau Federation economist Barrett Nelson. Well, agronomists around the Corn Belt marveled at the 2023 corn crop's ability to yield in the face of less than ideal weather conditions. Brian Weimer, an LG Seeds agronomist based in Illinois, says strong yields are a testament to the dramatic gains in the ability of a hybrid to tolerance stress. When you go back to the month of June, there was a lot of guys who were wanting to cut back some of their inputs just because we were going through such stressful conditions and the crop looked so rough when you were going out in the middle of the afternoon walking your fields. But when you look back at a lot of the growers who stuck with their game plans that they had in place and looked at the different things on their farm that continuously give them high yield and contribute to their success, it really paid off when they took the combines through the field. They were seeing those gains. They were seeing those advantages. And so I think when you look at the resilience of this crop and even the stress that we went through, it's important to never give up on a corn crop or a soybean crop until that combine goes through the field. Weimer says the most important lesson from the 2023 growing season was to never give up on a crop. He provides more insights. Growers are quizzing me not only about their seed selection and the hybrids they should be planting on their farm, but they're also quizzing me on different farming practices that they can implement to make their farming operation better. So one of the things that I always encourage growers to do, whether you're planting, whether you're spraying, whether you're harvesting, just look at the work that you're doing in the field. And is there anything that you would like to change? Is there anything that you want to implement moving forward? There's a lot of different options for growers out there to improve their farming operation and to help put more bushels in the grain tank at harvest time. And as farmers prepare for 2024, Weimer advises them to incorporate practices and products that complement their management plan. And he says because no two growing seasons are the same, he wants farmers to consider genetic diversity when selecting seed. You can find more information, contact your local LG Seeds agronomist or visit lgseeds.com. You can also watch a conversation I had with Brian Weimer on this topic on the Market Talk YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash at Market Talk Ag.
for more information and to watch the video. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.